You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply sucks he's on he's on pto and they're still making him do crap yeah that's not that's not pto anymore then (laughs) no that's uh banks banks still haven't learned that lesson despite the whole uh you know 2008 financial crash and whatever the fuck wells fargo just pulled off we still let banks just do whatever the hell they want why wouldn't they Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, an NIL version of the Touchline Media Group because we are all made in God's name, image, and likeness. Thank you, Davos Swinney. Um, just one of the great all-time quotes uh, uh, from any college coach ever. Um, so shout out to Davos Swinney for uh, just everything that you do. Oh my goodness. Speaking <laughs> as a as a Christian, can Davos Swinney, can we like disavow him? <laughs> Like 10 years from now, when it comes out that he was like cheating on his wife and like cheated and lied his way to the top, we don't want to be associated with that. We have enough problems. We'd like to propose a trade to the atheists. Uh, (laughs) You guys can have Davo. We'll take Neil deGrasse Tyson. (laughs) Oh, you know that Neil deGrasse Tyson has done something horrific. (laughs) Like that's definitely coming. (laughs) Uh, In any event, I'm your host, Asa, a.k.a. The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, a.k.a. The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus. And I don't know, have you had any good whiskeys? I've, I've been drinking a lot of wild turkey recently. Um, mm, that's a good one. Yeah, like that's been my like sort of like my like day-to-day, but not which, day-to-day, but. I was going to say, but which one? Because like, Not 101. Very... Not 101. Okay. I, I'm not at that level of my life yet. I've had rare breed. That's my favorite wild turkey I've tried. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing like the normal. Yeah, know, the, the twenty four ninety nine at Ralph's. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, 
So anyways, the, the voice you've heard uh, is uh, is our implied legitimacy, Ben, um, as always here to talk about uh, college football and whiskey, right? That's what you come on this podcast to talk about. I mean, Jair Hill commits in like 10 minutes, so fingers crossed. I I certainly know who that is. Uh, I, <laughs> I definitely pay attention to recruiting outside of the specifically Michigan State context. Um, uh, Travis Hunter is about to have a second recruiting announcement in as many years. Oh, come on. He's just trying to milk his recommitment yes. to Colorado for like a few thousand followers on whatever it is. 30,000 followers on YouTube specifically. Oh, that's what it is. I, I also, like he can't actually be going to Colorado, right? No, he's going to Georgia. Yeah. I was going to say he's going to like Georgia or UFS, UFSU or something like that. Like you don't think he's following, you don't think he's following Dion to Colorado? No, no. Would you? No, no. There's a difference between being like Travis Hunter going to an HBCU and like, okay, like there's something to that. Dion, great. He ain't going to Boulder. Let's be clear. I I grew up a Michigan fan and I would go wherever I could set myself up for life. And I think that Georgia is probably the answer there. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Travis Hunter has a number of options above whatever Deion Sanders is willing to pay him. Deion Sanders because isn't even getting paid. <laughs> I was going to say, let's again, let's point out the fact that Colorado's AD has openly said, we don't know where we're going to get the money to pay Deion. So, like, you know, uh, work out. We'll see how that works out. But um, in terms of in terms of Michigan State recruiting, um, okay, okay day. I feel I feel like uh, you know, Mel Tucker you want to- sort of gets a pass. Like 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 if on the binary of pass fail, he he passed on uh, on his first like real full class. So good job, Mel Tucker. If you um, want to see something really funny, go check out. Uh... Well, first off, mute, mute everybody so they can't find you, but go check out Ohio State's Twitter right now, like based on <laughs> recruiting. Because I th- last time I checked, Ohio State still had the second ranked for class in the country. Uh, and if you read Ryan Day's quotes, he sounds like somebody who is like basically Scott Satterfield at Louisville. Like, I am openly trying to get fired, but you people won't let me do it. Just let me leave. <laughs> uh, Ohio State is now fifth. Those poor, well, poor people. At least, he, at least he has a reason for it. Where's Texas A&M? Texas A&M is scrolling, uh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. 14th. 14th. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. Because nope. they keep losing. Texas, Texas A&M is funny. I mean, there's been plenty of transfers out. They're like, going to be solid depth guys or like starters for other programs. The funniest one is still a quarterback transferring to Georgia Tech. Like, how do you look at Georgia Tech in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord 2023 and say, I'd rather be there than here? I think uh, my I favorite think... so far is JT Daniels being at, like, his fourth college in four years. I think he's at, yeah. is at Rice now. Yeah, yeah he's, he's at Rice. Rice. It's um, definitely going to work out there. I, I, he, so you started US – this is JT Daniels from USC, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. JT yeah. Daniels has gone from USC to Georgia, Georgia. to West Virginia – to rice, which I've got to tell you four times. It's not the other person. No, no, but I appreciate he does have a ring though, right? He has, yeah, he has a ring. He has a ring. And also I appreciate him he going to rice to because keep it in the divorce. Yeah. Um, about it lets him hold it sometimes. <laughs> what's it? Um, I appreciate the rice decision because I, like, it's very clearly a mature adult saying, what is the best college i can go to for my masters which is clearly what's going on right now because you don't like it's clearly a talented guy but like he went to rice like that's a decision 
It's like um, how Michigan every year gets a grad transfer to learn under Harbaugh so that they can go be a GA somewhere else. Yes. Um, like Alan Bowman did it. Uh, they just got a, a transfer from like Indiana or something. Yeah, like the clipboard quarterback guy. Yeah, yeah. Tuttle. Tuttle yeah, or something. It's, yeah. it's a it's a grad degree. We appreciate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> the big name this year, uh, in terms of uh, who who's who's dropping the bag and who's going to have a really funny transfer season next year, Miami. Miami is third. Miami went five and seven. Miami's head coach is Mario Cristobal, who's notable for well being a hard ass and not really a player's coach. Gonna go great. Whatever works. Um, also, shout out Matt Rule for having the best tweet uh, of of signing day, which was just uh, six emojis: a duck, a money bag, and a ghost, and then a the U's the U money bag ghost. So if you're wondering, Matt Rule thinks that that money is not going to be consistent for four years. <laughs> uh, just, Wait, so he, does, he didn't have any – I assume that was commitments flipping from Nebraska to Oregon and, and Miami. Because that's uh, how Ohio State keeps plunging is because they've – I think they've now lost four – they've had four guys switch commitments today. <laughs> I, I, I think what he was saying is that he was saying um, that this money is going to ghost. The Oregon money is going to ghost. I don't know. Nike it's seems not though. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like, Miami is because yeah, John, saying, John feel, Ruiz is pissing off way too many people in government. <laughs> I feel confident in saying that like Miami sources of funds could drop at any minute because if we don't get the fentanyl, you know, epidemic under control, all of that cocaine money is gone. But like, I think Nike is going to be around for a while. So you think like Miami is brought to you by Scarface, basically? I mean, it was. It, it was like objective. It was objectively provable that there were co- there were guys that were dealing cocaine that were financing Miami. I did not know that. Sweet. Um, yeah, the, hold on. It's the, Nevin. The, What's his name? Uh, Nevin Shapiro. Um, That's it. the The source of uh, Miami's money is actually a man by the name of uh, John Ruiz. Um, John Ruiz uh, is a billionaire who made his money really, really recently in the SPAC cash grab. Now, if you don't know what SPAC means, it is um, literally a thing that became illegal a year after it was created by private equity. And he made about $2 billion on this thing. Okay. Um, Which was basically like a, it's a backdoor IPO. It doesn't matter, whatever. Um, So basically that's the situation there. So, all of which is to say that Miami sources of income may be not so stable. We'll see. Um, Michigan State, again, good day. Fine. It, 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 it went fine. They they brought in more four stars than, than three stars, which they... Where did they end up? Have. 30th or so? Uh, if you include transfers, they're like 23rd. Okay. Which yeah, is like... I, as a Michigan fan, I'm allowing transfers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Uh, where Michigan, Michigan ends up, what, like 18 with transfers? I'm not sure. I haven't looked. I don't even know exactly know how to do the combination thing. I know we have like, if we don't go, if we don't get a transfer every eight hours or so, people start complaining. Uh, So the overall, as of this moment, uh, recording Michigan is 16th. Michigan State is 23. All right. There you go. Um, And Michigan, Michigan is being very much bolstered by the transfer portal. Uh, Five of their 13 four stars are transfers. Um, Which as Michigan State fans, uh, glass houses. (laughs) <laughs> right. I, I have nothing bad to say about that. It's a good idea to go get people who 
who have already been Bill tested Holes. in this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Michigan State uh, is currently in on a five-star offensive line recruit. He was a five-star last year. Everybody wanted him. This year, he's a guy who couldn't break the two deep at Kentucky and weighs about 380 pounds. I was about to ask, is this the Kentucky yeah. kid? Yeah. There are five so like, stars and there are five stars. <laughs> well, it's like there are five stars and then there are dudes that um, we thought were going to be able to keep their uh, weight under control and didn't. And look, like I, I would bring him in, like absolutely like talent is talent, but like the bag that he secured last year is not the bag that he will secure this year. Isn't Kentucky one of the places that's rumored to be not paying the NIL that they said they were going to pay too? They, yeah. They, so basically what it is, is, and you can tell because the guy who is their bag man is currently like. In federal prison? No, he's just like. <laughs> You know, like the comments that you hear about him are not the comments that you used to hear about him in terms of his ability as a recruiter. And that's Vince Morrow. Um, and he, he, when Michigan State, um, when Mel Tucker was putting together his staff, Vince Morrow was the guy he wanted, which all Michigan State fans were like, oh, cool. We're doing the thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Great. Uh, and, 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 and I think that we're doing the thing. Um, but it's just, we're not doing, I think the problem is, is that I think Michigan state fans think that we can do the thing at the Georgia level when in fact we can do the thing at the, you know, Kentucky level, Kentucky level. Right. Well, and also you guys are kind of like one for two on it. Like the transfer portal worked out great two years ago. And then this year, the secondary you brought in from the SEC turned out. Yeah. I I think that (laughs) what, what I've learned is that there are certain positions you can transfer portal and there are certain positions you can't. And you cannot transfer portal secondary. Like, it just does not work. Because I don't think good secondary players leave. Unless they're up-transferring. Right. No, no, no. no. Yeah, you you can take, like, an FCS kid who's, like, an FCS All-American, I think, at corner will be be fine. It's just, like, if they they weren't starting at Alabama, there's probably a reason they weren't starting at Alabama. And we're starting to get weird transfers now. Like, the the linebacker Michigan got was a freshman. So Who started. Yeah. So now you're transferring not as a grad guy with one year, you're transferring with two to three years to play, which is, I don't know, it's like a, you're almost like bringing in a recruit, not like a, a fifth so year that's, guy that you expect to start right away. That's what happened with Michigan State's running back last year. Like Jalen Berger is a redshirt freshman or redshirt sophomore. Yeah. And you're like, oh, as a second year guy, he was awesome. Right. It's like you think that when he comes in, you're like, oh, well, Kenneth Walker. But it's like, no, they're they're very different. Yeah, you have to like recondition yourself. Transfers aren't necessarily a fifth year guy that you're like, he's they're not not all Jake Rudock. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, like, I think Michigan, I think the worst possible thing that could happen to Michigan State was that their first transfer was the home run to to end all home runs. Like, it would have been better if Kenny Walker showed up in like year three where it's like, oh, so we can like sometimes build through the transfer portal and then every once in a while we hit a home run instead of, why is every transfer not a Heisman candidate? <laughs> right. um, and like, and you look at Michigan State, like at least like the way that they brought in the transfer portal, it's like they've got a hit rate of like about 50%, which yeah. if you had told anybody, oh, you're going to have a hit rate of 50%, that's awesome. The problem is, is that we are now in year three of Mark D'Antonio not recruiting an offensive lineman. Um, and it's like, yeah, we've got problems there. And the transfer portal didn't fix them. Who's um, Michigan State's quarterback next year? So that's a question yeah. because Peyton Thorne should be a third year starter. Um, but they have, they have like a lower level, Kate McNamara, JJ McCarthy situation. Um, his backup was like a very, very highly regarded four star, like elite 11 guy, Katten Hauser. And he's going to um, leave if they start Thorne again. 
I don't know if I don't know if he's going to leave, but he, he's going to leave. He's not going to be happy. And they right. just brought in another four star in this class at quarterback. And so there's, there's, um, if it's not a true open competition, I don't know that he is on the, the roster in September. I if mean, it is an open competition. It seems like your best case scenario is the K, you know, KJJ thing this year. You get him to stay for one more year as a backup, maybe. I mean, I, I think the ideal is probably like the problem is, is that you can, I mean, clearly you can win with Peyton Thorne. It's just, can you win with Peyton Thorne without Jaden Reed, which we do not have anymore? And that's sort of the question. And I mean, the thing is Peyton Thorne's not an NFL quarterback. Kattenhauser is. And it's, so it becomes a question of like, do you burn 2023 on the growing pains of a true or of a redshirt well, freshman for and, and the other thing is at what level can you win? Like as Michigan right. could have played Cade this year and maybe won the big 10, but he was going to have no chance against Georgia. JJ, right. you bring in with the chance to like, all right, maybe this guy can run around and do some stuff. Right. Uh, and, uh, and with Michigan State, it's also like, do do you really want to give up a floor of a team that desperately needs to win eight games? Next yeah, year? that's true. Um, and Pey- Peyton Thorne can win you eight games. He just can't win you 10. Yeah, Mel can't go yeah. five and seven again, probably, no, right? No, no, no. That, especially since today he came out and said that he's not going to make uh, coaching changes. Which um means, Ugh, bad, bad. Which which means that for my purposes, twenty three is the prove it year. Which yeah. is like that if we don't see something, we've got problems. Um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that <laughs> and let's also not let's also not play, uh, podcast right. <laughs> we'd also like to point out that uh the the bag man for Michigan State has just uh committed to sink significant amounts of money into the Phoenix Suns. So like the contract might actually become an issue at some point and not just like for opposing fans to be like, Oh, why'd you pay him that much money? Like, well, cause it doesn't really matter. Now it kind of matters. If he's so. not the de facto owner of Michigan state's athletics anymore, he's the actual owner of the Suns. So I, I the think Phoenix Spartans, the Phoenix Spartans. Um, I, I actually think that it's, it's not going to be that big of a deal because I think that um, everybody has an understanding of what, the point of things is and i think that like i don't know about you guys i don't think predatory mortgages are going to be a bad investment uh in the near future and michigan state sort of owns the market on predatory mortgages no um, they do if there's two there's two of them yeah so they're like the mortgage version of like a paycheck loan uh yeah Correct. no no quicken loans and uh uwm are both michigan state grads and that's the predatory mortgage game um, Pretty much. That's like 80% of market share. Yeah. So, you know. Also, we could point out that like if it hopefully the younger generation of owners is learning from Steve Cohen, who apparently literally thinks money was worth nothing because he just keeps throwing money at, at new Mets. I'm 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 hoping that um Matt Ishbia just sort of funnels money back to Michigan State um by signing Michigan State players, <laughs> overpaying them for the Suns, and then having them drain on the money back. If well, this I, sounds like money laundering, I hear Miles I hear Miles Bridges is available. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk soccer. Um <laughs> Uh, so we um we have not had an opportunity to like truly recap the World Cup. First things first, uh, Leo Messi, good at soccer. Yeah, I'm happy for the guy. He never came off as a douchebag like Ronaldo did. Yeah, um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy. I'm very happy for Emmy Martinez because it's very rare that you can see a guy be a colossal asshole and just sort of win consistently. 
It's like, like usually in these stories, there's some measure of comeuppance. Comeuppance? Nope. Yeah. Nope. He got <laughs> scored on four times by Kylian Mbappe and still went to the the uh, tournament. Well, as the, you say, he did. Parade, he got, his, come up, he got yeah. his comeuppance. He just managed to yeah, sidestep it. <laughs> uh, you have no right to have that much confidence, but somehow you do. But you, you do. are Aston Villa's goalkeeper. Sit down. No, because he's also the World Cup goalkeeper, goalkeeper who made two saves in PKs. Yeah. And the Golden Glove. You got the and Golden, Golden Glove. Yeah. Yeah. Did he Duke, really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He, uh, so he had, and he was tied for most, he was tied for most um, clean sheets, which if you go back and look at it though, it's really funny because I think two of his three clean sheets, he did not face a shot. He did make a humongous save in overtime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. He, yes. That yeah. Kicks yeah. yeah, that that was some someone put it like that was the LeBron block. Like you need yeah. to understand the meaning of this. Yeah. Um, Especially considering like all of the deep like if you go back and watch the clip, I think they were anticipating a whistle because everybody kind of stopped except for Martinez and who who shot that? Was it Griezmann? Uh, no, he was out by then. Oh. Team Maria? Plays for the other team. Yeah, Team, Team Maria plays for Argentina. Yeah, no, 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 I was thinking of PSG teammates, not France. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, anyway, the Argentine attacker. <laughs> yeah, the Argentine attack. Uh, no, the French nope, attacker. The French attacker. <laughs> the French attacker. Um, but Do you anyways, know the rest of South America hates Argentina. Wouldn't you? Well, I don't. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Like, no, I have I a them. random Colombian coworker, and I'm like, "Hey, is it true that other South Americans don't like Argentina?" He's like, "Yeah, it's 100 percent true." Like why? why? Like they're so far they away. Think, they all think they're better than us. So, so, so it's it's it's. I I actually have some like historical political uh, knowledge on this one, um, <laughs> and it's that? because yeah, right. Um, it turns out when uh, a country um, behaves as a fascist dictatorship and imports a whole bunch of people from, let's say, Central Europe, in around the let's say forties and fifties, um, the rest of South America that doesn't necessarily like that, um, maybe has some opinions. It turns out like Evita Perón, Eva Perón, like, oh, ha ha, Madonna. No, no, bloodthirsty dictator. Not not really like a loved character. You don't uh, find a lot of benevolent dictators, you gotta say. Uh, no, no, not many, not many. A few, but not many. Uh, the Peronistas, not so much. Not so much. Correct. Um, but... Um, I think that 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 what we want to talk about is uh, America and sort of uh, let's let's hold on. The reason why we want to talk about America right now is because halfspaces.com, whoever runs and owns that site, uh, recently came out with some grades for the entire World Cup. So I guess when we come back from this stilted ad read, we can probably talk about that. Is this fair to say Paramount Plus? Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have, God damn it. <laughs> do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League soccer is streaming on Paramount Plus. Nine months of heart stopping, hold your breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no. Against Liverpool, no. Man City, yeah, probably. Chelsea, 
No. PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, fired in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Boys. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazo. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So I'm, I'm going to uh, give you guys a heads up here. I don't know what time it is, and I don't know what time we started because my uh, toolbar, like at the bottom of my computer, is frozen. So uh, if that Excellent. was in... Yeah, if that was incredibly early for an ad read, I apologize. Um, but so um, I... 25 minutes, you got a pretty good internal clock. Nice. Um, so I guess what what I want to talk about first from that article, but also like a sort of a looking back on the tournament, um, not only on its own, for its own sake, but also for like the future, um, is uh, Tyler Adams. Better than you think. Yeah. He, like the big thing, like... His defensive work rate and like his ability to counter press and all that. Except, never really... except for that one time. <laughs> yeah, except for well, that one time. Except for the pl- <laughs> except for that, Mrs. Lincoln. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that aside, um, the really encouraging part was how good he was on the ball. Like he's he's not, you know, he's not Thiago. He's not ever going to be that. But if he can be, you know, a B there instead of a C, like that you know, increases the floor of your team. It increases the, you know, the attacking thrust you can have. Um, I don't know, like just the, his ability to move the ball and play interesting passes was, was a nice development. So he's already my favorite player and I'm looking forward to seeing him grow. Cause he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to get complacent and stop adding to his game. So yeah. whatever he's going to be able to add, he's going to work at and add. So that, that's a uh, very exciting for me. And I think I think the best part for me about Tyler's game, um, and he's he's my favorite player too, just for the record. And he he has been basically since basically since um he went over to Leipzig and he was like, Oh, holy shit, we have another one. Um, that was the moment that I, I really liked him. But sort of as a future piece, um, it's really nice to know that in four years, barring some sort of catastrophe, our floor is Tyler Adams. And like you can go through sort of the the rest of the roster and say like oh okay like well we need a backup six but like we just saw him go three sixty it was bad <laughs> he shouldn't <laughs> have had to do that but he just went three sixty in a World Cup and played outside of once really well yeah. um, and not just like really well as a destroyer who needed an immediate outlet to get the ball forward um, he played I thought the best pass of the entire uh, group stage which was the, the, the weighted ball to, I guess it was to Christian is, in the Iraq yeah. game. Yeah, either that or Wea. Was it the one up kind of the middle there? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think that was Wea. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so to, so to weigh it, like it was like a perfect ball that ended up with a three on one that we got zero shots out of. Right. Um, yep. But but if he's sort of your and I'm gonna steal something from our you know better version, um, if he's your floor for your sort of defensive midfielder, that's awesome, and that's you know that's a really really useful thing to have. Plus, I don't think he should lose the captain's armband ever. Right, and it's kind of fun because he's one of those players where. If you're a certain age, you've watched nearly every minute he's played. Like I remember seeing him as a 16 year old with, you know, the New York Red Bull. I remember specifically watching New York Red Bull games, like CONCACAF Champions League games, just because I wanted to see Tyler Adams and you get to watch him grow and develop. And it's been a lot of fun. So I'm I'm excited for that to to continue. And yeah, uh, this is something you just reminded me of. I don't know. I don't know if I have the gumption to do this, but I'm curious to see like of the teams that went far, like the semifinalists or whatever, how many minutes did their guys play? So is our, like, cause kind of the, the American narrative right now is, you know, we were gassed. We just didn't have the legs to do this. Like how many minutes did the Croatian defensive midfielder play? Like was yeah. he on par with Adams and we're just making excuses or did he legitimately get a game off or, you know, did he play 90 less minutes and has that? I don't know. I Maybe I'll look into that if I, if I feel like it, but is that, is that a true narrative or is that just a easy excuse for us? So I, I think part of it is not just like the minutes, but also the stress of the minutes. We did not have an easy game and a lot of those teams did. So like, even if Casemiro played a similar number of minutes entering the, the quarterfinals or the semifinals, mm. um, he played a number of games where he could just sort of chill uh, in the second half. Um, or, or you look at like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of who, who's um, the six for Croatia, but um, it's escaping me at the moment, but it, it, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really matter because the, yeah, it was him. I don't know if it still is, but the point is, is that like with that midfield, like it's such an easy fix. Like, that's the thing. That's the, the the part that gives me sort of some encouragement is that whoever the next coach is going to be, and I sort of, you know, I've been saying moderato, but like, if it's Jim Curtin, cool, great. I don't care. Um, They're going to look at what the rest of us are looking at and say, okay, we've got three good midfielders. What if we only played two of them at a time and we just rotated them? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's very yeah. easy to see how you deal with this and it's two midfielders and uh, you know, a four-two-three-one is sort of what this pool is built for. Um, you know, especially since our our most talented player, for Halter's view of him aside, is yeah. a ten, right? Well, I mean, plus if you do that, you get to split, you know, split midfield minutes between three players for those two spots. But also that attacking, you know, the attacking midfielder that's you know kind of the tip there. I think splitting those minutes between Reyna and Aronson, depending on who's available, doesn't hurt anything. Or I mean, Mendez, McGlynn would all fit nicely in that kind of slot as well. So I yeah. don't know. It makes sense. And and then when you start talking, you, you start looking for the fourth midfielder, you know, defensive-minded midfielder, it's a lot easier to say, we need one of these dudes. Yeah. And maybe it's Luca. Maybe it's Aiden Morris. Maybe it's Obed Vargas. Maybe it is... Uh, Tanner Tessman, maybe it's Gianluca Busio, but you're looking for one, not three. Right. Is Tessman really a a consideration? I mean, I know he's, he's playing, playing better. He's but... playing well. He is a a game in game out starter for Venezia. Um, which think about what you just said though. No, yeah. no, no, no. But 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 what I'm saying is that like he's more he's playing significantly more than Gian, Gianluca Busio. 
um, which is yeah. sort of like, and, and what I'm saying is I don't know if it's that guy. Maybe it's McGlynn. Maybe it is. Um, maybe Alex Mendez in Portugal has decided to start playing defense. I don't know. Maybe this is only like tangentially related to something you said like a minute or two ago, but an interesting thing to remember is I don't, uh, when Berhalter first took over, you remember we played more of like a, I don't know. I think scuff called it like a mushy four, four, two or something like that. Four, four, two ish. Yeah. Um, and the reason he said that he didn't press as much was he didn't think that would be successful over the course of a tournament because you would burn yourselves out and Welp. <laughs> you know we did we did win the you know the gold cup with it but again that's it's a little different a little different i you feel like maybe guys we should listen to our own yeah maybe we should listen to our own statements then well, well I, I, I think... the weird thing is like to be successful i think you have to play the that way but then you run the risk of exactly what he thought you would run so i, I don't so... know I think it's it's an issue with depth and maybe and and I would hope over the next four years, which is what we're talking about, that depth will be there. But especially if you're gonna if you're gonna press, right? And the four four two press that we had um throughout most of the World Cup, not the four three three press, which we repped out the entirety of CONCACAF, um, I think that it works. I think that especially if you have a guy on the right wing who's actually, oh, I don't know, a right winger, that maybe you'd be better off because Weston was playing right wing in defense Mm -hmm. and like that's a lot of movement for him to be playing out wide back central out wide back like that's a ton of running on west and also we're fairly early on in like the five subs era of soccer like this is the first world cup they've ever played with five subs so you would think with a little bit greater depth there you can change out basically half your team every game so assuming that your center backs you know, don't have to cover as much ground and can run more and your goalie doesn't have to be pulled. Obviously that's eight guys with five subs. I mean, I'm not great at math, but you could probably figure out a way to rotate those guys and save some minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And, And also like there's, there's in terms of like our young talent and where it fits and where it doesn't, we don't have a ton of, of central midfielders who I feel great about from a like potential and whatever we have a ton of dudes who can play out wide. Mm-hmm. Um, like you look at, especially like our U20 teams, our U23 teams. Like if you, if you told me that Cade Cowell was going to be a winger on the next world cup team, I would be like, okay, dude's fast as hell. Cool. Great. He doesn't need to be all that technical. He just needs to play like 20 minutes once every other game and be fast. Cool. Great. Whereas if you told me we are going to again, roll out there with a midfield of, MMA with backups being some version of, you know, Alex Mendez in four years. Like, I, I don't feel great about that. No, that would, yeah. If there's no development in the next four years, that becomes an issue. We need like, to get to a place where when we bring in a backup, it's a reasonable level, not like a, oh crap, I hope he can get through 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and that, that sort of brings us to what I wanted to talk about next, which is the other player of the tournament from your article, but also the eye test and obviousness, which is our left center back who is 36 or 35 or whatever. Um, So the center backs is another place where it's like, we need to develop some stuff and uh, not necessarily in a hurry. Um, But I would, I would probably say to two of the four guys at the world cup, like, thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And Aaron never see you again, Tim, (laughs) you can stick around as long as you want, but like, you're not going to be here in 2026. Um, 
and you you say to Walker, like, I don't I don't know, maybe. But CCV is really the only one who you can say is going to probably be in 2026. And for my purposes, you know, I would really love to see Eric Palmer Brown uh, over the next six months. You know, obviously he's not going to be in January camp, but, you know, you start looking at dudes and you say, is Eric Palmer Brown the guy? Is Chris Richards going to be healthy at any point over his career? Um, You know, are are you looking at guys like Brandon Craig or Jalen Neal or whoever, (laughs) Justin Chang, like. I'm not as plugged into the youth scene as I used to be just because you don't, you don't to have be. to be Yeah, <laughs> like we were just praying for people to be a viable player by 2022. And now like we at least have a, a reasonable starting lineup. You don't have to have new starters. Yeah. But yeah, like right now the, the young, like, yeah, you're talking Chris Richards, Cameron Carter Vickers are the only Guys who you, you sort of feel confident in. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily bet against Tim Ream hanging on for a year and a half and playing Copa. at 36 or whatever in the Copa yeah. America, but you don't want a 37 year old, you know, however, however, it's weird now because it's not it's four not years, the world four. cup, it's three and a half. <laughs> um, uh, you don't I want think... a 38 year old Tim Ream at the uh, world cup, but no. unless he's assistant coach by then, but yeah. And, and, but, but like, I think like right now, if I told you that the four at the next world cup are going to be Cameron Carter Vickers, um, Chris Richards, Mark McKenzie and Eric Palmer Brown, and they all have some measure of reasonable development. You'd say, okay, we are at the same level that we are currently at. Great. Right. I'd be cool. disappointed that there wasn't somebody in there that I haven't heard of, but I'd be right. like, okay, but so, so that's, that's sort of what I'm hoping for is that like somewhere and, and like, there's guys like who are way younger, like Josh Widener or, or, um, I mean, I, I already said Brandon Craig because he's sort of my example, but like, maybe it's Austin Trusty. I sort of hope it is, but no. we do need to develop a Tim Ream replacement, which is a wild thing to say out loud, but we really need to find a Tim Ream replacement because, I mean, you can see how important he was throughout that entire tournament. Yeah. He was um, in terms of, in terms of fullbacks, um, uh, we have our 2026 starters. I feel fairly confident in saying that. Yeah. Barring um, some sort of miracle or injury. Yes. Yeah. So barring, barring an active God for better or worse. Um, I think, I think that's, that's our starters. Um, we would really, it would be really great if we could raise the backup floor from Shaq Moore and 404 error not found. Uh, yeah. What's the kid in Spain? Gomez, I think. Yeah. I don't know if he's viable at this point anymore, but used to hear about him a lot. Right. Maybe. You know, maybe him, maybe, um, maybe, uh, I don't know, Mauricio Cuevas. Well, and again, it could be like, literally, this could be a 17 year old kid we've never heard of. That's 21 in yes, four years. And that is, is, you know, yeah. broken through whatever, like it, this could be like, it's less likely at center back because those guys tend to, you need to, like, you need to get a little stronger bit later. and bigger yeah. and smarter, but literally at- any other position on the field, it could be a guy who's in like a junior in high school. I mean, the, the best way to put it is that if I had told you four years ago that um, Joe Scally was going to be on the World Cup roster, your two responses would be, who? Who? <laughs> right. And the second response would be, oh, dear God. Why? No, I, mean, I, <laughs> who, forgot, why? I, honestly for, I honestly forgot he was on the World Cup roster. But yeah, that's a great so point. So did Greg. Um, <laughs> I am Greg. Other Greg. Greg. I am Greg. I, we are Greg. We are Greg. Are we doing uh, a group bit now? What's going we on? We are. We are doing a group bit. Um, 
But I, I think like that's the thing is that like we need to raise the level of Shaq more, but at backup right back and backup backup left back, I feel semi-confident over the next three and a half years we can find something resembling usefulness. Um, I thought DeAndre Yedlin played well for what it's worth. I know that he didn't grade out perfectly, but like he was better than Shaq Moore, who yeah. I think was was Shaq Moore your worst rated player? Um uh, actually it was Jesus Ferreira, but he didn't he only got forty. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, you know, and then in terms of goalie, we have our goalie. Matt Turner is our goalie. He yeah. he he yeah. gets the Tim Howard treatment until he gives me a reason not to. I almost um, kind of hate it because these Eurosnod people really irritate me, but the bottom four players in my grades are all MLS players. Yeah, it's not great. Actually, no, five. I forget Yedlin is in MLS, in MLS now. Yeah. So yeah. But I don't Walker like them to be right because they're aggressive and annoying. But Take but, the hint, USSF. <laughs> um, but so so in terms of goalie, I, I thought that Turner, Turner is our goalie until he's not, um, regardless of whether he's playing, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, Gaga, I mean, like we really, really like him and he's going to have an awesome time at the Olympics. Right. I was going to say, I think that by I think some that miracle he's starting for Chelsea in 2025, then we can talk about it. But for now, but he, go, yeah. go, go learn and play somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Play minutes. Ga- um, Gaga would have to, Gaga would have to take several giant leaps forward in order to put himself into the conversation. Otherwise possible. Like, it's, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not discounting the fact. I'm just saying I think it's Turner until either Turner proves he doesn't deserve it or Gaga proves he does. Yeah, and, and I think Chelsea's keeper situation is kind of a mess right now, isn't it? Yeah, they don't. I know think who you could just is. say Chelsea is kind of a mess right now. Yeah. Also true. Um. So, and then in terms of the strikers, we'll 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 talk about the wingers slash attacking band slash our best position. Um. I think that Josh Sargent showed something that like we all sort of have hoped for for a really long time, which is he is easily our best center forward. Um, he does everything well, that everybody else does, but better. And that's I mean, sort of that. Like, right. that, no, no, there, that is bo- your ceiling isn't great, but he's there. So like, I mean, like what I'm, what I'm saying is both the positive and the negative. The positive is, is that we all really wanted Josh Sargent. I mean, it was a monkey paw situation. We all wished for Josh Sargent <laughs> to be our best center forward in 2022. And he was. <laughs> Take that however It wasn't that Josh rose up to everybody else. It was that everybody else decided to pull themselves down yes. to Josh's level. Um, but it, it's in, in terms of in terms of 2026 and going forward, if Josh Sargent is your nine, Josh Sargent is your nine. Um, you know, obviously Ricardo Pepe is an option there, Daryl DK, um, you know, maybe somebody else. He's, I mean, I know we're still three and a half years out but dk is making a making a strong showing to be included at least <laughs> watch the uh watch the ussf hire like an english manager that wants to play like 4-4-2 kick it <laughs> oh that would be awesome that <laughs> would be dk so... is the hero <laughs> so but the thing is is that like if you you can create a situation in which christian is your clint dempsey in a 4-4-2 and like i think that that's a better role for him <laughs> Like, just play off your Josie. I mean, like, just, like, a better version of that team would not be the worst idea. Um, yeah. it's not I mean, a that's good not idea. happening, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> it's not a good idea, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure Big Sam is somewhere. Is he? Does he have a job right now? He's ordering jars of wine or whatever it is he's doing. <laughs> um, jars. Jugs. Have I been doing, yeah, have I been doing been wine do- wrong? You've been doing <laughs> wine wrong. You don't um, drink it from a mason jar? Uh, 
Dominic Sangria. It's just, um, it's reserved for moonshine. Yes. Um, but I think, I think at, at the nine, the good news is for our sort of like our future is the same reason that we have an issue with our present, which is that everybody who is good is young and everybody who is old is mediocre. Um, I'm looking at you, Haji Wright, by the way, like, I, I don't see it. I, I just, I, I, I know that people like him. I know that he scores a ton in an Asian country. Um, but like, I, I don't, I don't know. All right. If I gave you a thousand dollars and said, you have to put this on either a current U.S. player with a cap is starting at striker for the 2026 World Cup team, like game one, or someone who with zero U.S. caps is starting, where would you put that money? Uh, caps. Are you, are we including friendlies? Yep. Any kind of, any kind of cap for the U.S. Um, I say no cap. I say no cap. I, I think it's no more cap. likely that and I'm not cap. I think it's more likely that they're just gonna throw somebody out there. I mean, I think it like if I someone, had to pick a random text name me. right now, it'd be the the Belugan kid. But yeah, Balogun. It could easily Balogun, however you say it. Yeah. Uh, but it could easily just be like we said, a junior in high school from Texas. Yeah, maybe. Um, like like if 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 it turns out that there's some um, how do I put this delicately? Uh, client of a certain uh, agent uh, family uh, that is in like the galaxy system right now who ends up in Bruges in a year and a half uh, for no reason. And that's the dude who does it. Like, yeah, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, Bruges. Uh, but like beyond that, I, th- I think that like the good news is, is that we have shown that we can overcome a C level center forward to get back to the knockout stages, which means that we've reset the sort of the USA floor, um, which is nice, which, because people forget this because of 2018, but like, this is our level. Like this actually is our level. We get out of the group stage. We finish second. We lose to a good team. Right. We're basically Mexico, like the whole Quinto Partido thing. Like (laughs) you want to get to game five. Like that's the goal. (laughs) Uh, we got into game five once, and it was the time that we got to play Mexico, who was right. not allowed to get to game five. Yes. <laughs> so, they, like, they need to reset. They need to get to game four again. Right. They 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 are they are, are missing game four. Um, Partito cuatro. So, like, th- so for our purposes, like the the question now is not can we get to game five four? It's can we get to game five and beyond? And I think in twenty twenty six, that is is and it goes back to the JJ McCarthy, Cade McNamara discussion it's can can you find a center forward who can beat a serious team and right now we don't have well and the dumb thing now is game three is a knockout game now i mean kind of oh right now like three team groups so you get two group stage games and now there's a round of 32 instead of a round of 16 yeah so but okay but like can you can you win games when when it's winning time and is if baligan is the guy cool awesome great i don't know if he is i don't know if it's some guy that we're not aware of who's a junior in high school right now you know who's who's playing with the u17s um you know maybe it's ricardo pepe who's still under the age of drinking in america um you know i i think that there's a lot of of things to 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 sort of say maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't the point is though is that i think we have a ton of under 24 year old lottery tickets 
And we only need one of them to hit, one and a half. I was about to say, what do you think is more likely if we're going to do this where are you putting your money thing on? Uh, can the USMNT starting striker in 2026 legally drink in this country today? <laughs> no. I would say no. I don't think so. Yeah. because I, I don't think I, so. If, if you had to make me put money on it and uh, like, and I could take two players versus the field, it's it's going to be Balogun and Pepe and neither of them can drink right now. Um, well, wait, drink right now or drink in 2026? Drink right now. Now. Oh, yeah, but definitely not. <laughs> it's, it's, we're, we're betting that the person currently is under the age of, of, uh, of 21. So I mean, because stri- we'll under- strikers and wingers, like, they break early. So yeah. there could legitimately be a, a kid who's 14 or 15 right now. <laughs> Peppy, Peppy, oh. like, you know should, I mean? yeah. If Peppy were, were in this World Cup, he would have started the knockout game. Um, because Sergeant was hurt and he would have been a 15 year old four yeah, years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Um, so like it's, so it's only abs- like the true sickos would have heard his name. Like Matt Hartman knows who he is. Matt Hartman but, knows the current whatever. guy. And yeah. it's, it's like you, we, you should go to, uh, to like that, that draft that they did at Scuffed. I haven't listened yeah. to the full episode yeah. yet. Um, but like whoever he picks to be his starting nine in that little draft, that's the guy. <laughs> right. And it's going to be like some like, oh yeah, he's a 16 year old. He plays uh, in Long Island. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's got to be in social studies because he's a sophomore <laughs> in high right. school. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, I think, I think that likely it's Balogun or Pepe. Um, and then in terms of the wingers, which is sort of the last position, um, I think that we know who our starting wingers are at the next World Cup. It's one of a group of three. Um, as much as I love Brendan Aronson, I don't think that he is going to age well. I think that he's the way a he running starts back. is if they switch to a four-two-three-one and he gets to and play that middle position. Yeah, I just, I just think he's going to age, age in dog years. I, I think, like I have seen yeah, running it's, backs, it's speed and effort. Yeah, it's speed and effort, and that's the easiest thing to lose with as you age up. Look and at look, like Aaron Long. I don't yeah, think he's even fast. It's just effort. It's just effort. Um, but like the thing is about about Aaron. He just like, looks like he's moving quickly. And, and he has added he has added to his bag. Make no mistake. But again, if you had to put your money on Ann Aronson making the 2026 World Cup team, <laughs> like are, are you super confident it's Brendan? I'm gonna need somebody to remake the gif of uh Paxton Aronson, like uh doing the Shawn Michaels kick to the face of Ric Flair. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But with Brendan. <laughs> um, but like, that's the thing is that like, I don't know that Brendan is going to age well. Paxton tries less and does more and like, okay, maybe he breaks through at Leverkusen and, and he's like the next Gio Reyna. Um, you know, maybe it's Quinn Sullivan. Maybe it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be Diego Luna because Diego Luna, Di- Diego Luna is, is a, um, is a money ball guy because he looks funny. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why, we want why do, him to be good because he has face tattoos. Please be right. good. <laughs> Please be good, Diego. Um, but also like 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 we said during the the uh qualifying for the Olympics, like he doesn't look like a good soccer player. He just keeps getting through. And it's like the running backs who are slow and also like not quick. And it's like, how do you keep getting six yards? <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out Michael Hart, by the way. <laughs> of course. Yes. Um like, cause it wasn't even like a Jerome Bettis situation where it's like, oh, you're fat. And so people can't really <laughs> tackle you. Like Mike Hart, it's just like, you're slow and you're small and you keep getting five yards. And I don't really know why. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Um, also, so- very funny that Diego Luna is also the name of uh, the actor from Andor and Rogue One. So if you search Diego Luna in this country, your first your first hit is not our own soccer player, which is nice. Diego Luna soccer. <laughs> which which uh, is probably a good way to remind you, dear listener, that uh, Nerdcast will be back. Uh, after after Michigan loses uh, or wins in the college football playoff, I guess we'll probably talk about the NFL at some point, but only if the Lions do the thing and they are doing hey, it. It's already been a successful they season. Are, they are doing Sports is thing. all about expectations, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, as a, as a coach, uh, I can tell you that like no scene from any sports movie has resonated more with me recently than the driving scene in uh, uh, Friday Night Lights where um, – where Billy Bob Thornton looks over at his quarterback and says, I'm, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Inside, it all feels the same. Like winning, losing. The only thing that changes is how the outside world treats you. It doesn't make a difference if you win or lose. <laughs> like, it all feels terrible all the time, always. Uh, and that's what being a Lions fan is. Just, it hurts all the time, always. Um, great, great segue. <laughs> thank you. Um, but in terms of the the wingers slash attacking mids of the future, um, I think that if you if you say that the four that we have are going to be in a, in a in an attacking band of three, then we need to find two more. And I don't think that those two more are going to be Jordan Morris and Paul Ariola, um, okay. or Christian Roldan. But I do think that you can look at sort of the group and you can say, okay, um, maybe it's Richie Ledesma, maybe it is Alex Mendez, maybe it is um Cade Cowell, Caden Clark, who's sort of leveled off a little bit, um, Quinn Sullivan. These guys who are sort of this next group, um, you know, Luca Kolesho, who is probably Canadian, but, you know, who knows? Um, we completely forgot about Miles Robinson when we were talking earlier, by the way. I think that Miles Robinson is probably done. How old is he? He's 25. 25. Oh, well, I guess 29. Um, there, have been some, yeah. there, there have been some rumors uh, about him looking to get a move to Europe. Um, well, he won't resign with Atlanta, last I heard. Right. So I think that my guess, well, we're going to learn very quickly why that is. And it's either, it's one of two things, either a, they screwed up his injury and he no longer trusts the, the team. Medical staff. Yep. And Atlanta he, seems like a mess by the way. Yeah. And so if he stays in MLS, I think that that's what it is, is that something happened in Atlanta and he just wants no part of it. But also, I mean, look, if he goes on a free and he goes plays for three years at, Oh, I don't know, pick a championship squad. Fulham. You know, who knows? Um, I guess Fulham's not a championship squad uh, for another Sunderland. five men, five, five, five months. There'll be a championship squad again. Um, yeah. But like, again, like in terms of like the center back situation, like I didn't mention like my favorite prospect of, of throughout our, our pool, which is Jonathan Tompkinson, who I think is going to be really good, but he'll be what? 25, 26. I have no idea how old he is right now. Yeah, I feel like he's same. been he, like, I think the problem with me with him is that the first time I noticed him was when he was playing with the U23s of Norwich, but he was playing up when he was playing with the U23s of Norwich, which is why I learned about him. But in my head, he's 23 forever. He's 20 right now. So I guess, okay, 23, 24, which is like, okay, if, if, if you roll out there with Tompkinson, maybe he's the guy. But um, I think that what we learned from this World Cup is that like, for better or worse, we we are back to our historical level. Um, and for certain people that's like, well, we should be better. We have more talent, blah, 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 blah. A to you, I say, A, 
I look forward to hearing how your perspectives change as you enter ninth grade, because <laughs> I think all of you are 12, specifically the one guy, you know who we're talking about. I know you listen to us. We're talking to you. We're talking to you. Once you get your driver's learning permit, talk to us. Chat that guy up. is so funny. He like, so I literally, when I was a teacher, I had students that would try to upset you. Like yeah. they would say things that intentionally mean, and I would just be like, I'm sorry, man, I'm not going to get mad at you. You can leave now though. And <laughs> this guy does the Twitter version of that. He like is, tries to be mean. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Good luck with your life. Like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, Ben, if you, if you want an example that you're a part of in the, uh, in the podcast text thread, whenever Angus or Twiggy posts about the other one's school, that is exactly what they're trying to do. They are just trying to upset each other. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but but to those of you who are saying like, okay, like the point of this World Cup always, always throughout the entire time that we've been doing this is get back to level because we were not at level, guys. We were we were well below level. Um, so the now New we're, Orleans of soccer, right? Below sea level. Yeah. Um, and now we are we are at higher country of the Netherlands. Yes. Or them. Or them. <laughs> um, no reason for them specifically. But now we are back at ground level. We are at Iowa, right? Before we can get to Colorado, we have to rise above Iowa. Um, and that's where we're at. So how we get there is going to be fun. And and dear listener, like we uh I, I will let you in on a, a little bit of a production meeting. There were some discussions about whether this podcast had use post uh post World Cup, but I think so. I think so. I think that um, jokey scuffed is something we can continue to be. Um, but um, I'm very excited to see who gets called into the January camp because people are going to be bad. And and I live for that because people people are, are going to do the thing that they always do, which is why is the MLS guy getting called up? Because it's an MLS camp, guys. That's who gets called up to the January January, camp. It's January, three and a half years before the World Cup. That's <laughs> who gets called in. But like, who cares? But like it'll be it'll be super fun to watch you know kids who 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 you're looking at and you're like is Georgie Mihailovic who we haven't mentioned today um yeah. like is he a guy I don't know probably not but maybe yeah who um, knows? and like that's that's what's super fun um and we will we will have tons of recruiting shit because Obed Vargas is going to be a problem um, that yeah. whole thing is going to be a mess we are going to lose him and people are going to freak out but remember Jonathan Gonzalez. And everybody else who declared for Mexico. David Ochoa. Yes. Uh, like Efra Alvarez. Efra Alvarez. Um, Julian Rajal might have been useful. Yeah. For I mean, if you're the U.S. manager, I think you could pretty, do a pretty good negative recruiting pitch at this point yeah. for why would you play for Mexico? Like, I think it would be very easy for, uh, you know, Jim Curtin or whoever it is, Tab Ramos, um, to, to Luchi Gonzalez, to go to... Uh, the next, the next Julian Araujo, who I think is Mauricio Cuevas, and just be like, "Hi, hello, right? How are you?" <laughs> just, just need a supercut of all of the uh, dual mats playing for Mexico, and it's just all of them sitting on the bench. And just like, "Hi, um, this is Sergio Dest. He does not play ninety minutes. Would <laughs> right. you like to play in the World Cup?" <laughs> yeah. Um, or like going to 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 Gomez and just being like. Jedi just went 360. What do you, what or, do you, what's up? <laughs> or introduce him to Shaq Moore and be like, do you think you can beat him out? Do you think you are better than a Shaq Moore? Because if so, have I got a job for you? <laughs> Not a player's name Shaq. Not as good as basketball players. 
uh, traditionally true. Um, sometimes as good as football players. It, it, yeah, it depends. Football. Yeah. Yeah, some um, good football ones. Yeah, there, there, there have been a couple. I need um, to see like the graph of the name Shaq before and after Shaquille O'Neal's like NBA career. It spikes. No, it's it, like, it, yeah. it, 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 sp- it spikes heavily in like 1996. <laughs> it, it, doesn't the same thing happen with Jalen? Uh, I can't remember. Kobe spe- spikes obviously in like yeah. 2000, 2001. There is a very, very steep increase in Kobe, and then let's say like 2003. Deep decline. And then 2007, <laughs> steady decline. <laughs> Back out. Um, so uh, on that note, as we get into nominative determinism, uh, I think Michigan State signed like four Jalens today. Um, oh, did that guy commit to Michigan? He did, yes. Oh, nice. Um, what position does he play and is he good? Uh, he is a corner that is like a high four star, I think. So we nice. need corners. Helpful. Sure. I mean, currently you're starting a former slot receiver, but he's been playing really legitimately well. good. How did yes. that actually happen? Yeah. Steve Klinkscale needs a raise because Apparently. that was good. Um, also, if he wants another job, Michigan State probably could use a DB coach. <laughs> Anyways, um, you Speaking can find of defensive Matthew coordinator. If you want, yeah, if you want to, if you want a uh, promotion, defensive coordinator. It's maybe open. Um, if you want to find all of Ben's thoughts about Michigan football. Um, Probably can't really find them outside of Twitter, which is at BL Herald. But if you want his views on soccer, um, halfspaces.com, uh, he will be, he's part of this. At some point, he's going to have some sort of like shadow phantom equity stake, uh, in, in the, in the podcast with its, um, you have equity. I shouldn't even tell you I have like audio editing software now through the company. Wait, I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> I'm sorry. What now? Yeah, that was um, a mistake. I, good news, everybody. That was, that was I, a mistake. I am proud to announce that Ben is now an equal <laughs> partner in the, uh, touchlines and touchdowns enterprise and he is in charge of editing to ben i'm very very excited for your promotion uh if you want to find now junior partner uh stumpy you can find him on twitter at mr mojo rising 89 feel free to offer him con- feel fi- free to uh offer him condolences on his uh eduardo severin moment in which his equity got uh, diluted. Mine did not. Ben's did not. Uh, Sean Parker's did not. You can find me on Twitter at Diamonds Esquire. Uh, I'm usually the guy on the main account. Sometimes it's other people. Um, TLS, TDS. Um, Twitter is, I think, going to be an ongoing concern. Um, I, don't, I don't think that it's going to blow up. But if it does, you can find us on Instagram, where we just share Dabo quotes uh, all day. That's all we do. Just Dabo <laughs> quotes. People were just clout chasing went for a, a for like a, six hours there and being dramatic about uh, Twitter's gonna die. Yeah, you can't kill evil things; they live forever. Um, you can uh, special Shout thank you to Henry Kitchener, still alive. Uh, <laughs> you can special thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, whoever Blue Wire decides to put in, Paramount Plus, and I don't know, Indeed.com. It's usually them. Um, Dear listener, please uh, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Um, we do really like word of mouth uh, advertising. And if you follow us on Twitter, um, tell your friends. We appreciate it. Um, I really, really love the dopamine spike that comes with a new follower. So if you can feed my addiction, I would really appreciate it. Um, but obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time.
Social Podcast Network.